Recruiting and retaining a top-notch workforce can be a daunting task in a rural environment. With a smaller talent pool and fewer resources overall, attracting and keeping the best of the best is a mighty task. So how do we bring the best people to our team and keep them here for the long haul? With solid recruiting strategies, long-term planning, and a great team culture. I'm Rachel Lott. And I'm J.J. Hodshire. And this is Rural Health Rising. Welcome to episode 19 of Rural Health Rising. I'm J.J. Hotshire, President and Chief Executive Officer of Hillsdale Hospital. And I'm Rachel Lott, Director of Marketing and Development. So last week we talked in depth about Rural Hospital CEO burnout and the challenges that come with retaining leaders in rural hospitals and in rural communities. And this week we're focusing on challenges that come with recruiting and retaining the entire workforce in rural hospitals and in rural communities, not just a leadership team. And today we're joined by one of our very own who has dealt with these challenges head on, especially in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our guest today is Stacy Feltz, Chief Administrative Officer right here at Hillsdale Hospital. Welcome to Rural Health Rising, Stacy. Well, thank you, JJ and Rachel. I appreciate this invitation. It's great to be here with both of you to talk about a topic I'm so passionate about. Stacy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your work at Hillsdale Hospital? Because anyone who knows you knows that what you just said is totally accurate. You are so passionate about what you do. I think anyone who meets you within five minutes, they totally see that. Oh, yeah. Easy. Thank you, Rachel. Um, so I grew up in a small town with some great parents who instilled Christian values and a strong work ethic. You know, a little bit about myself. Um, I believe the best thing about me is my husband, my kids, and my grandkids. Um I do have a background in working in human resource field and manufacturing, higher education, and in healthcare administration. I have a master's degree in management and organizational leadership, and I've been blessed to spend nearly three decades serving others in the areas of human resources and management. Well, Stacy, that sounds great, and it is certainly just a small glimpse of who you are as a person. Um, but now that we've established, you know, some of those specifics and, you know, who you are and what you do here at Hillsdale Hospital and where your journey has been, I always like to start with a why. Now, we do this on every episode so that we can get to know our guests just a little bit better. So, Stacy, what is your why? What motivates you? In other words, what gets you up out of bed in the morning? Well, JJ, I think that I'm like many people. I get fired up about the internal reward of serving others. I work among some of the finest individuals I've ever met, and Hillsdale Hospital has nearly 500 employees, and I get excited about working for a facility where each and every one of our strategic initiatives revolve around making our environment better for our employees, which in turn proves that it improves the care and service that our patients receive. You know, at times, Stacy, I have shared with uh, the new employees coming in during general orientation that this is kind of like God's work, right? I mean, it's a, it's a Lord's work that we're doing here. And, you know, I certainly see that shine uh, in your uh, professional career here at Hillsdale Hospital and uh, the wonderful things that you've been able to bring to Hillsdale Hospital. One of the stories that I remember most about Stacy is uh, after she started here at Hillsdale, uh, soon after she was on her way home, like at you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night, uh, and she uh, came in the next morning and she had this big smile on her face and the honeymoon was still you know happening. And she said, you know, I want to share an experience with you. And I said, okay. And she said, I was driving home last night at 9 o'clock. And a helicopter 
was flying over me and headed to our hospital. And at that moment, I knew that this was the job for me, that we're helping people. And I think, Stacy, that that has been your professional acumen all of your life. You've worked in manufacturing. You've worked in higher education. You didn't talk about that. Uh, and now, obviously, in healthcare. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot right away, but I am going to ask you a question. Out of all of those environments you've served in, would you say that healthcare is one of the most rewarding? Well, I, I have to say working with the people in all of the environments was very, very rewarding. But the mission of healthcare is just impossible not to get behind and get excited about. Uh, we even had a helicopter flying in this morning, and it still gives me the same feeling every day. Um, to know that I work amongst people that are making such a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. And so that's a great reason to get out of bed in the morning. I like to call that the emotional paycheck that you really don't get in every job. No, you don't. And some of us don't function well when we don't get the emotional paycheck, that's right? True. I mean, some of us, that's part of just how we work and how we're motivated. And Stacy, I know that's you for sure. Yeah. And I'm excited to come to work. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, that's not always been the case in some careers, right? In jobs where it's like, oh, even though it's a tremendous amount of work for every one of us here, we're in small rural health and we've discussed this on our show before where we wear a tremendous amount of hats and responsibilities. It can be overwhelming at times, but there's been rarely a day where I wake up and think, Think, I don't want to do this because I'm so excited about the mission, vision, and values of our hospital. So, Stacy, with that, we know that recruiting and retaining the workforce uh, in a rural community is, you know, generally not easy. Uh, and in fact, rural healthcare organizations uh, are certainly struggling right now, as we see and hear uh, from colleagues from throughout Michigan and the United States of the difficulties that healthcare is having in recruitment. Now, this was even pre-COVID, right? Right. And then COVID comes along and now it presents a new wrinkle for us. So, you know, as we look at that from your perspective, what makes it difficult to bring good people and keep them here? Well, one of the biggest challenges we face today is that candidates are looking for more flexibility and a remote work environment. And as we know, not all patient care can be delivered through telehealth. Um, we're used to, in the past, watching our grandparents work six days a week from sunup to sundown with their nose to the grindstone. And today's workforce employees value a balance in their work and their lives now more than ever. And today's workforce, they also expect to work for a purpose and they want to grow or they go. You know, Stacy, we're going to be interviewing someone uh, in our future episodes who's had uh, 52 years here. Uh, that's pretty rare, right, in any industry anymore to have that, that depth, uh, number of years in a service industry. Absolutely. And so, you know, what we're finding is, to your point, you know, people want that feeling of uh, completeness, you know. And one of the things that we've talked about before is the difficulty of this life balance issue. You know, and that's going to be something that, you know, it's very difficult in any industry that we look at uh, for us to tackle. So um, I don't know if you want to comment on that uh, and give some thoughts about how do we do that in today's age? Well, we deliver direct patient care, so we have to have a team that supports one another. Um, we all have lives outside of here, and we need to be able to pitch in and help one another out. And we have the staff here to do that. Absolutely. So with some of the difficulties you mentioned in mind, some of those culture aspects that are a little different now than maybe what they used to be, 
Um, and also, you know, things like the talent pool in a rural environment is different. The size of it is different. Um, what are some of the ways that you and your team work to overcome the challenges and get our organization staffed? It's not easy. No, Rachel, it's not easy. But one of the best strategies we have here in healthcare is to provide meaningful and fulfilling work to others. That's what they're looking for. And we have the mission here to be able to provide that. Um, they also want opportunities for growth. Um, that's what employees are looking for. And we have an, a phenomenal workforce and they are our reputation. You know, uh, it's not always that easy, though, is it, Stacy? Uh, you know, we have times when we are struggling to fill positions and when we have more open positions than we would like. Uh, if you recall, this week I called you into my office and I said, Stacy, I just toured the hospital this weekend and I was sickened by what I uh, witnessed on the job posting board. Too many openings. And you kind of just stood there and shook your head like you are now, with that big smile, like you know that that's a problem. So, you know, what impact, you know, does a vacancy rate have on the team that is already here working hard day in and day out? Yeah. Well, we're fortunate that uh, our team is made up of caring and compassionate caregivers, and their sacrifice is their reward. If you talk to any of our staff members, um, you'll surely learn that their relationship with our patients and their coworkers make all of the difference in their job satisfaction. Uh, we believe in every patient, every time, always, and our team comes through every time, always. But um, JJ, I do often impress upon our managers that one of the best things they can do for their team is to get those vacancies filled. Because by us um, filling those vacancies, it does help to provide a better work-life balance for the staff, and that's what they desire. Um, a strong training program, a solid training program, and orientation and onboarding is also very important. So with over two decades of, of HR leadership uh, in many, many different markets— but how do, how do we motivate people in today's workforce? I mean, what you often hear, you know, well, money's a motivator, but I don't think you believe that. Um, so what is a motivator uh, in an environment where it's high stress, high performance, quality standards? It, and we have listeners from throughout the United States that may want to know what is the key to motivating your people with a turnover rate uh, very low? you know, in single digits. Uh, that's a remarkable thing in today's industry. And that's congratulations to you and your ability to organize Hillsdale Hospital and our labor force. But what's a motivator? Well, in healthcare, a number of our staff are just simply motivated by the ability to make a difference in someone else's life. Um, that's that's huge for our people. Um, you can you can work long, hard hours knowing that you're making a difference and you're helping someone and them getting to see their patients go home um, and helping them come through some, some burdens and challenges in their lives, that makes them motivated. Also, um, having a manager that leads by example and, um, you know, demonstrates and shows them that caring, compassionate, that commitment, I think that helps motivate staff as well. So the question JJ just asked about the the money piece, right? Money is not always the motivator. There's actually some really good research out there about this that pretty much shows that you essentially have to pay people enough to take money off the table, right? So you have to pay people enough where money is not a chief concern. 
And then from there, the things that really motivate people are either mastery, autonomy, or purpose, or a mix of all three. I think what you were able to demonstrate is that in healthcare, we probably lean very heavily toward purpose as being one of those motivators because it is that intrinsic feeling of we're helping people. I was just talking to some of our graduate nurses this morning and talking to them about patient experience. And, you know, I said, this stuff is not the clinical side of what you do, but I don't imagine you guys got into nursing for the clinical side because you like putting in IVs, right? Why did you get into nursing? And they said, we want to help people, right? So it's that purpose piece that's so important. And I think that's really where retention has its roots is do people feel fulfilled in their work? And that's much more likely to keep them around. So how do we encourage people in that and coach them in that and keep them connected to their purpose to help retain our staff? Because getting them hired is challenge number one. And then we have to keep them, right? Well, Rachel, in general, employees stay for opportunities and people. So we work hard here to cultivate a strong management team who respect and appreciate our staff. Uh, We create a culture of involvement and input from our team. Trusting relationships between the manager and the staff are critical. And training managers and providing strong leadership has a significant impact on how employees feel about their organization, and that has a significant impact on staff retention. So nearly a year ago, Stacy, we were talking back in February and March that, you know, this couldn't get any worse. I mean, my goodness, we can't recruit uh, to rule America, number one. But number two, it's just hard to find a workforce that, you know, wants to, to come into health care and all of those challenges. Right. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19, a pandemic like we could never dream of occurred and What we faced before was nothing compared to what we were facing during COVID. So can you tell us a little bit about how COVID-19 has impacted the healthcare job market industry, whether it's local or your experience in talking with colleagues from throughout the state or the nation? And what did we see in the beginning, uh, in the middle, and what are we seeing now? So if you could take our listeners through that journey, I think it's important for them to see how have we come out of this? Well, COVID's had a significant impact on employment and unemployment. Um, At the beginning, with all of the unknowns, um, there was a slowing in the workforce, and even some of our business lines were shut down, and that had an impact on our staff. Um, Patients weren't always coming to seek health care. That had an impact on the working hours of our staff. Um, So it was very, very challenging at the beginning when we spent um, a lot of time recruiting. We were hit head on with now we have too many staff because patients aren't coming. Um, COVID is something that that healthcare knows about. And, you know, healthcare, we've um, prepared ourselves for disease prevention for for years and um, When we look at uh, how COVID transitioned, you know, in the middle, uh, we work to educate the patients on the importance of getting them back involved in their own healthcare needs, trying to get those patients to return so we could get our employees back to a normal work schedule. And even today, with some of the fears surrounding COVID, um, some of the general public they just don't have interest in necessarily working outside of the home. Um, so they still have an interest in working from home, which makes recruiting in the healthcare market even difficult today. Yeah, I mean, how can we work at home, right? And you and I have had that conversation many times. Uh, workforces all around us were sending their employees home. We don't have that option. Very yeah. difficult. 
Then you're competing, Stacy, with what we experienced here in Michigan, uh, the supplements that unemployment provided to individuals. And so when we initially laid them off, right, uh, back in March and April of last year, simply because we didn't have the business, um, they got accustomed to that. Some people did. And not just in healthcare, but in Michigan in general. And that became a challenge for you as well to recall some of the workforce. Yes. And, and it's a challenge even now to to get employees to come to work because of some of the unemployment supplements and things like that 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 are offered. Um, we have a we have a great mission here that we do, and we offer great opportunities. But with COVID being present uh, still, we have some, I think, of the general public that's reluctant to sign up. You know, Stacey, uh, we hear a lot about employee and manager burnout. You've heard that phrase a time or two, right? Just a couple. Just a couple. And, you know, what suggestion would you give our listeners to keep yourself whole as an individual, whether it's your your frontline staff or you're a manager, so that you don't have that high level of burnout? What types of strategies, if I was an employee that came in your office today and said, Stacy, I'm feeling burnout, walk me through that journey of what you as an HR professional would tell me about what I need to do. Well, self-care and well-being is very important. You know, I think we have to take care of ourselves if we're going to take care of anyone else. And uh, the time we're facing in society right now, they are some dark days. And so we have to find ways to remain positive, um, hold on to hope that we're going to get through this. Uh, We have a resilient staff here. They have shown that day in and day out. And so really here at Hillsdale Hospital, We don't have to look far to look at an example of people who have overcome, and that gives us hope that we too can overcome. Absolutely. Well, you've created a culture of engagement, and for that, I want to thank you for what you've been able to bring to Hillsdale Hospital. Uh, We have known from some of the past experiences with Sestuder Group uh, and others, you know, how to excite the organization and get our people fired up. And typically, Stacey, what you and I see is when we bring a guest speaker in, the organization's on fire for two to three months, right? Right. Everybody's excited. And we would love, I mean, I wish we could bring in someone every two or three months. (laughs) The organization would always be. But a lot of times that intrinsic value comes from within, right? You can, I mean, I often tell people when I hear, whether it's the industry I'm in now or previously, you know, when morale here is so bad, uh, there's no morale department, is there? No, no. Morale's right inside of each one of us. It no, is. There's no one one person here that can be responsible for the morale of 500 people. It really has to come from within. And if we all do that together, um, it it creates quite an environment. You know, Stacey, I gave a presentation once and uh, the speaker, uh, as I was speaking, you know, I, I noticed that there was a, a very attentive young man in the front audience. And so afterwards, uh, he, pre- he came to me and, and had a question and uh, he made an observation to me that I'll never forget. And it's simple. Um, But it's really, it's kind of a neat analogy. You know, he said, well, one of the things that you said was, you know, when people leave, they think the grass is greener on the other side. We've heard that phrase, right? Right. You know, the grass is greener because we can see it from here and it looks greener. And he said, I want to tell you something. You you need to remember this. The grass is only greener where you water it. And I oftentimes think of that. You know, we we have known people, Stacy, who leave organizations, whether it's this or our industries before, who say it's better because of X. You know, they they don't have as much call. They don't have as much X, Y, or Z. And they get there and then they find out, you know what, they have their own complex issues and problems. It may not be that, but it's now this. 
And we find, and I'm sure you do too, that the grass is truly only green where you invest to water it yourself. Yes, yeah. And we do a good job, I think, of watering the grass here. Um, we train our management and, and try to get them on board with the importance of the value of our staff. But our, our staff also have a piece of that as well. And their commitment to our culture here and you know promoting the work that we do here is invaluable to Hillsdale Hospital. You're listening to Stacy Feltz, Chief Administrative Officer for Hillsdale Hospital today, who has created a culture of engagement at Hillsdale Hospital, and she has done a remarkable job uh, in the in the very short period that you've served here. Now, I want it to be as long and fruitful as the other industries you've served in, so I'm hopeful that you will retire here with me, uh, Stacy, so that we can continue uh, this endeavor here and ensuring that our patients receive the best care possible. And now for our favorite part of the show, the voice of the patient. Richard has had three heart attacks, two strokes, and has been in a car accident, all of which required a stop at Hillsdale Hospital's emergency department. Every time I have received excellent care, Richard said. Over the summer, when he started having trouble breathing, he knew it was time to go to the ER again. Richard and his wife, Linda, were very impressed with the service that they received in the ER. It's the fastest we have ever been admitted, Linda said. The staff was so efficient, they did all the labs right away. Results from the lab showed that Richard was having a heart attack. Plans were made to transport Richard to the University of Michigan Hospital by ambulance, and that evening, He had two stents put in his cardiac artery. Linda said that the quick and responsive care they received that day from Hillsdale Hospital made all the difference. It was probably a lifesaver for us, she mentioned. The doctor told them that the hospital works collaboratively with other departments to get results back quickly. And that was certainly true that day when Richard needed their help. After his surgery, Richard completed cardiac rehabilitation at Hillsdale Hospital. It does a community service, Richard said, of having a hospital in Hillsdale County. The nurses could work at any hospital in the country. They are that good. You know, hearing these stories directly on every episode of Rural Health Rising really, I think, is powerful because it reminds us uh, ultimately why all the different topics and all the different things that we're talking about on this podcast really matter and the lives that they are impacting directly. Before we close, Stacy, we like to do a fun segment with our guest. So, you know, you, you come from Marinci, Michigan. Uh, population, last census I looked it up, was 2,200 people. Not a metropolis. It is bigger than where I grew up in Camden. Uh, population, I think, around 600. But still, uh, it is, you know, in a rural community. So we ask all of our guests this question. We want to know, what is your most unique rural experience or one of your favorite memories that is unique to rural life? Well, JJ, when I think about that, you know, I think in rural life, we take care of one another with genuine affection. I can remember a time when we had a um, longstanding nurse that worked with us. They were on a leave of absence, and um, 
from my vantage point, I had the opportunity to watch some of our lower category wage earners line up and want to donate their earnings to help take care of that nurse. And uh, we pull together, we take care of one another, and I think that's one of the unique things about working in rural health care. It sure is, Stacy. So thanks for joining us today, Stacy Feltz, Chief Administrative Officer for Hillsdale Hospital. Thank you for having me. Next time on Rural Health Rising, we'll talk about health care policy with someone who's been knee-deep in that area for much of his career. So be sure to tune in. And as a reminder, we are collecting patient testimonials to be featured during our Voice of the Patient segment. If you have an experience to share about the positive impact you or your loved one has had as a patient at a rural hospital or healthcare provider, call our direct voicemail line at 269-447-1265 or email us at marketing at hillsdalehospital.com and share your story. You just might be featured on a future episode of Rural Health Rising. And with that, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell others why they should listen too. Your feedback helps more listeners find Rural Health Rising. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay strong. Rural Health Rising is a production of Hillsdale Hospital in Hillsdale, Michigan, hosted by J.J. Hodshire and Rachel Lott. Audio engineering and original music by Kenji Ulmer. Special thanks to today's guest, Stacey Feltz, Chief Administrative Officer of Hillsdale Hospital. For more interviews like this and more information, or to share your patient or family testimonial with us, visit RuralHealthRising.com. 